Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 those vessels were set apart for the work of god in the temple they were set apart to be used for his glory when they were made and now they're used in a drunken party in daniel 5 And it was right then when the writing of the wall, this miraculous writing, God writes with his finger on the wall. And basically it's judgment coming because that was the last straw. Bible says in in Galatians, don't be deceived. God will not be mocked. A person will reap what he sows, it says right after that. It's called the law of the harvest, friends. It's called the law of the harvest that every day you're planting seeds. And whatever seeds you're planting, that harvest is going to come in. You may say, man, you know, what do I want to be when I get older? What do I want to look like? You know, Daniel was an amazing young man. He was probably 15 years old. And here we see the vessels were used as a mockery to God. I want you to see God's people and their identity. And that's what this leads to in verses 3 to 8. Daniel and his friends were chosen to serve in the king's court because they were the cream of the crop. I want you to see this because Nebuchadnezzar is doing things the way of the world. Where God looks at the inward person, in that day pagan kings looked at the outward person. They wanted to look at the mind. They wanted to look at who they were before they were taken captive. They wanted to say, man, could we use them in our court? Can we use them for our purposes? So we've got social qualifications. Look what he says. Both of royalty and nobility. Daniel and his friends really were of nobility. In fact, the Hebrew actually says seed of royalty. So they were part of the royal family related in some way, shape, or form. They were men of royalty and they were men of nobility. Nobility meaning they had some sort of position or had people under them because of who they were. And so we see the social requirements there or qualifications, but there's also the physical qualifications. Look what it says. He refers to them as youth. They, they need to be young. Why? Because older people are, are harder to mold and shape. They're set in their ways, but you get some of the young people, like Daniel's age, who are 15, they're like putty in people's hands. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar's looking at. He says, man, it doesn't matter who they were before. It doesn't matter what God they were serving before. We're going to re-engineer them. 
and we're going to teach them the ways. And it, they're, not only that, they're to be without blemish. They're to be without blemish. In other words, there can't be any physical defects, and they need to be of good appearance, he says. They had to look good, too. Now, I know what's going through your mind. Man, that reminds me of Pastor Walt. That no, <laughs> but, but listen to me. This is what he's focusing on, that, that thing without blemish. That's a term that was used of Absalom, who was a man against God. He was raised in the kingdom, Absalom, David's son. But listen to what it says in 2 Samuel 14, 25. Now in all Israel, there was no one so much to be praised for his handsome appearance as Absalom. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. This is what Nebuchadnezzar is looking for. He's looking for the, the ones with the silver tongue, the ones that look good because that they know they can get their agenda done. How many people like fall for these stars in Hollywood? You know, they they look good. They've got millions of dollars and everything else, and just because of that, the world goes after them, raves after them. Not only that, um, the Lord is more concerned about the inward man than the outward man. So people that look like me can take a breather and say, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I told my wife, I think I'm moving from, you know, the Bible calls us a tent. Our bodies are a tent. I think I'm going from a one-man tent to a two-man tent. <laughs> Let me say this, because it's all, all the magazines, what people look like. Your daughters will say, I want to look like that. Your sons are going to say, I want to look like that. I want to be like that guy and that. Why? Because they look good. Because there's no blemish in them. Because they make millions of dollars shooting baskets or catching a football or can throw a football. And you look at them and you say, man, I want to be like that. But God doesn't look at that. Here's what the Bible says. When Samuel was sent to go pick David as the king, um, the Lord said to Samuel, listen to this, 1 Samuel 16, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees. I'm sorry, this is concerning Absalom. Um, the, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks where? In the heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 it says, we are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. God's always concerned with our heart. I mean, I'm not against physical fitness. It may look like I am, but I'm not. I think I'm supposed to get my temple in order too. But I, I, want you to, I want you to know that you need to look at your heart. Look at the in, intellectual qualification. Skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's court. This says a lot about Daniel's outward appearance and who Daniel was as a man as far as wisdom. Now, Nebuchadnezzar doesn't know his heart. Nebuchadnezzar can't see his heart. But you've got a man here that meets these qualifications. He, him and his three buddies, they meet those qualifications. They would have had degrees and degrees and all that. Nebuchadnezzar placed a high value on that. But Daniel says, no, the real man is in the heart. And you're going to see that play out. And so there's an attempt. There's an attempt to strip Daniel and his buddies 
of their identity in God. Right? They left Jerusalem as one way. They served Yahweh. And now they're coming into a land where there was a thousand temples. Do you realize that Babylon had a thousand temples? Jerusalem had one temple. Babylon served multiple gods where Jerusalem served one God. Judah served one God. So you got this contrast. Now let's see what God's people are going to do in that land. And so what he's got in mind is a total social engineering project. That's what he's putting in place. That that Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to teach these guys to think like Babylon and to act like Babylon and to assimilate into Babylon. And they, they were given food, according to this chapter, they were given food from the king's table, which would have violated God's law because they had dietary laws. That's the big issue there, that they couldn't violate that, that God set down these laws. You can't eat this and you can't eat that and everything else. And so Daniel was tempted, right? Here's food from the king's table. You know, you don't need to eat the peanut butter sandwiches anymore. We've got steak and lobster for you. And so this is happening, right, in real time. In Daniel, this is something that's going on in his heart with God right now because he knows he's going to be challenged in his faith, and so do his three friends. Now, they were to be educated. What does it say? Educated in the language and literature of the Chaldeans. In other words, let's brainwash them. I don't care how much Yahweh is in them. We're going to drive Yahweh out. They're not going to be thinking Yahweh anymore. They're not going to think God anymore. They're going to think Marduk. They're going to think all Ishtar. They're going to think of all these other gods when we get done with them because they're going to be trained and educated for three years. By the way, that's about the time Jesus spent with his disciples in teaching them about the kingdom of God. didn't take long to engineer somebody's mind. Not only that, this was the final thing. Their names were changed. Many of you don't think of their bit. Whenever you think of the story of the fire furnace, what comes to your mind? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You generally don't think of Hananiah, Mishael, or Azariah. But their names are important. Their names mean something because it's, it's different than our culture. Hey, you know, what's your name? My name's John. Okay, good. And you move on. My name's Tom. I move on. My name's Joe. I move on. My name's Chris. I move on. It, it, it's not a big deal with us, but then, back then, especially in biblical times, it was the desires of the heart of the parents named them that, wishing they would grow up that way, and they did everything they could to train them growing up that way. So Daniel, Daniel's name means God is my judge. God is my judge. So listen to the names here. His name was changed to Belteshazzar, which means Bel protect the king, a false god, protect the king. Hananiah means Yahweh is gracious. That's what his name means. But his name was changed to Shadrach, meaning command of Aku. That was another Babylonian god. He was the moon god. Then Mishael means who is what God is, or in other words, who is like God? Who is like God? Who can compare to God? And his name was changed to Meshach, meaning who is what Aku is. Who is what Aku is. Azariah means Yahweh has helped or Yahweh will help. And his name was changed to Abednego, meaning servant of Nego, also called Nebo, the god of vegetation. They're stripping their identity. That's what the attempt is. 
Babylon, the world, is always going to try and strip the identity of God's people. If they can get them to depart from his word, if they can get them to forget who they really are in Christ, they've won. And Satan knows that. That's why his MO is always deception. That's why it's infiltrated on the, the college canvases and everything else. And you look at this, and you look at their qualifications, and you say, man, where do we send our brightest, smartest, most educated people to? We send them to the Ivy League schools where there's like a 7% or 6% to 13%, depending on the school, acceptance rate. They only take the cream of the crop. But when they go away to Ivy League schools, they don't learn anything about God anymore. They once taught Genesis to Revelation, the Ivy schools. But now they don't. They teach everything against God. In fact, if you name to be a Christian on an Ivy League campus, you're going to have a hard time living for God there. And the professors will do everything they can to strip you of that identity. They know that they're going to be the future doctors. They know they're going to be the future lawyers. They know they're going to be the future politicians. So we need to get them to change their thinking to do things our way. Now, let me jump to this. It won't take long, but the practical application, because we look at this passage and we see what's going on in Daniel and his buddies' lives, and we see them moving through. And I, I want to give you two things that really stick to my heart. As I contemplated the scriptures in the passage, I started to think, Lord, this is, if this is supposed to apply to us, if your word is eternal and it means something to us, what does it mean in this passage to us? And I know that we all get different application out of passages of Scripture. But the two I think that we need to understand is, number one, that God's people must trust God's sovereignty in this world. You must trust God's sovereignty in this world. God preserves his people. Do you realize that? That God will always preserve his people. We look at Noah through the flood, him and his, his family. We look at God's people in slavery in Egypt. And here's what Joshua wrote, 24 verse 17. It says, or it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. Do you believe that God is sovereign enough to preserve you? Yes or no? How many are maybes? Because I can bring church to 3 o'clock this afternoon if we have to so that visitors never come back again. <laughs> right? So God's sovereignty, we see it in the fact that he preserves his people, right? And Daniel trusted God's sovereignty through it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand. Now, here's what I'm getting at. Daniel didn't go into Babylon. His friend. Now, Daniel was a righteous man. How many know that Daniel was very righteous? When you, when you Listen to what Ezekiel says. He classifies him with um, Noah and Job. Listen, Ezekiel 14, verse 14. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they would deliver but their own lives by their righteousness, declares the, the Lord. Now, here's what I'm getting at. Daniel was righteous. If anyone had a reason to complain when he's going into Babylon 
and to begin to say, you know what, God, this was not my actions. It was their doing. Point fingers here and fingers there and all that. Daniel didn't do that. Daniel didn't say that, man, I'm here because the rest of the people weren't serving the Lord or the nation, Jehoiakim. He went off the deep end. He deserves to be in Babylon, but not me. Daniel didn't have that attitude. Daniel thrived in Babylon. See, it doesn't matter how we got here. What matters is we're here. And the question for you and me today is not, man, God, you know, I'm going to change the, everything on the above and the country's going to get. No, no, no. How can you be an influencer in Babylon like Daniel was. Daniel didn't sit there and sulk. He didn't sit there. He's even forced. They're, they're going to try and force him anyway to eat the king's food. But he didn't do that. Christians, we shouldn't. If we're going to talk about our leaders, let us do it on our knees. I am. That's why I got off Facebook, except today I posted... People thought I died or something. People were messaging me, are you okay, Pastor Walt? We don't see any posts from you anymore. That's right. Because I want to pray for my leaders. <laughs> Three people are going to pray with me for our leaders. You, you heard them. <laughs> see, Daniel knew God was in control. He not only wrote it there, in the first few verses, but as the book unfolds, we're going to see him live it there. That he really absolutely believes. And we need to be influences like Daniel. Listen to 1 Peter verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Here's what I want you to see. To an inheritance, this is God preserving, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. doesn't matter what happened here. God's sovereignty is going to preserve what we got coming. Amen? All right. Number two, God's sovereignty protects his people. God protects his people. We see God's hand of protection in the book of um, Daniel. You're going to see in chapter three when um, his three buddies are forced to bow down to the idol and they say, no, we're not bowing down to that statue. Nebuchadnezzar is not God. Yahweh is God. And they throw him in a fiery furnace and they're not burning and shriveling and, and dying, and you don't smell any. They're, they come out. It's like, man, Nebuchadnezzar was frustrated. Hey, go get those guys. Bring them out here. And they're walking around in the fire because God knows how to protect his people. Then, in chapter 5, you're going to see where his enemies come against him, and they put an edict in the land where you can't pray for 30 days. And to Daniel, that was a violation because God comes first. I'm going to pray no matter what. He opens up his window, and he prays three times a day towards Jerusalem. He wants people to know that Yahweh is Lord. And what do they do? They throw him in a lion's den. That isn't a Sunday school lesson only. That's the real deal. And what does God do? He stops the lion's mouth because God protects his people. Now, some people say, well, if he protects them, how come some people are dying across uh, seas for the name of Christ. Well, <laughs> their inheritance is waiting. You, you do what you want to the body, 
but you can't destroy the soul. God protects his people, 2 Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have war. So he will find those whose hearts are steadfast on him and he will support those. God provides for his people. We don't need to get into that right now. Um, but know this, that God provides. I get questions. Hey, what happens if we, you know, if it really is post-trib? <laughs> well, how do God's people, how are they provided for? We read the Bible. We don't need to worry about that, right? God always provides for his people, and he did while they were in Babylon. The, all right, so the second thing I want you to get is God's people must maintain their identity in this world. They must maintain their identity. You and I have a new identity in this world. And I won't go through all the scriptures, but I'll give you one that talks about our identity. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9-11. to But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. D Daniel was an exile in Babylon. To abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against the soul. Look at those words. Chosen race, royal priesthood holy nation, a people for his own possession to proclaim his excellencies. But he also says we're sojourners and we're exiles in this world. It is so crucial that we maintain our identity. And if you're going to maintain your identity as a Christian in this world, you need to understand what it requires. Number one, it's going to require loyal commitment. It's going to require loyal commitment. If you do the backstory of Daniel and you go through history, you're going to find something very interesting. Daniel was born about the time of King Josiah. And, and during King Josiah's reign, he remodeled the temple. He was very different than Jehoiakim. He had a heart for God. And, and he remodels the temple and he begins to... Um, uh, go into this building project because he wants people to be able to worship again. But the Bible says something very interesting there. It says God's word was discovered. That they discovered the law as if the law had ceased from the land. And then they discover it and all of a sudden you see revival take place. That there is a renewal of the people's faith because God's temple was rebuilt. Because the word of God was there. And Daniel was born around that time. And I would suspect that his parents were so committed to the Lord during that time period that that's why they named him the things they did. Daniel and his buddies, there's no question by looking at their names that they were raised in a godly household. I commend you moms that say, I'm not going to let the world steal the mind and heart of my child. I commend you moms that when they say, I'm not going to church today, I'm going to sleep in, that you say, you want to bet? And so I commend you moms that say, no, this world is not going to steal the hearts and minds of my kids. 
Because in 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy, Paul commends Timothy for his faith, and it didn't come from his father. His father was a Greek. His mother was Jewish. And it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. No male are mentioned there. I am sure dwells in you as well. In other words, it was mom that passed the baton down. So on this Mother's Day, moms, thank you for bringing your kids to church. Thank you. It's not only going to require a loyal commitment, but it's going to require deep convictions. And look at what it says in verse 8. Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. You can have certain beliefs, but how deep do your convictions run? Because they're going to be tested. Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro. Or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977